to Red Cup News Rants tonight. You're just with me tonight. You're just with Jackson. And tonight we actually got a special guest. We got Josh from Red Cup College Basketball talking about March Madness. Josh, you want to give the people a little introduction? Hey, my name is Josh. I'm a freshman at Coastal Carolina. We're on Red Cup College Basketball. And yep, we're going to break down this March Madness preview for you guys. Yeah, so Josh, he does some exceptional work over at uh, Red Cup College Basketball. If you don't follow him already, give him a follow. He does some amazing coverage. I mean, the man's always on top of it. He's always covering every single thing you want to know. It's about, you know, every single conference, every single player, statistics, highlights, you name it. He's got the scores. He's got the highlights. But today, you know, it's a very special month. It finally turned to the month of March, Josh. And, you know, you know what happens with March. What, what, what do they like to call March? March Madness, baby, the greatest month of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, truly. Not Christmas. This it really is. No, I, you know, Josh, I, I mean, Christmas, you know, you got, you know, you got the family time, you got, yep. you got the holiday spirit in the air, but March Madness, you got, you got March Madness in the air. I mean, you got, you got some really great, you got some really fun, you know, you got guys our age, you know, competing at a level where, you know, they're on a national, national stage, you know, they got, they got NBA scouts. I mean, they got, you know, G League interest now, which is great. You know, guys don't have to worry about going to the NBA anymore. So March Madness in general, NCAA tournament, it's great. It's awesome. I am so excited to get after it. But, you know, Josh, we got to start with, um, you know, these conference tournaments that are going to be playing out um, over these next couple of weeks before Selection Sunday takes place. And let's just get after it. And who do you think is going to be the conference tournament champion of the ACC? Right now, I've got, well, the last month, they just got a win, though, against Miami. It was They had a three-game losing streak. But I think with Jay Huff and Sam Hauser in the front court, those guys have still been shooting well. They've got the Rice transfer, Trey Murphy. He's been adding the big buckets. And Kihei Clark's been there before. He's have active players right now. He's got the fifth most minutes in March Madness because he was starter in that March Madness run. And I think Tony Bennett and – just the experience of that Virginia team is going to get them pulled through to the ACC tournament championship. And I think they're going to win it. That's great to hear Josh. And for the people, for the people listening, uh, Josh, you broke a little at the beginning, but you're talking about Virginia, correct? Right. right. Virginia. Great. great to hear. Yeah. I just broke a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree too. The, um, the ACC being so wide open this year, you know, UNC miss underperforming Drake under, or sorry, excuse me, Duke underperforming, um, and it's interesting too to see how um, Virginia responded against, you know, that Duke loss last week or, you know, in the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty recent. Um, so yeah, no, that's great to hear. What about, uh, who do you got for the SEC? In the SEC, we've got Arkansas. They just beat Bama this weekend. They've been killing it. They're they're going to finish second in the conference, get that second seed, get a bye. And the way they're just playing, Jalen Tate, the big man, Connor Vanover, that can shoot like Porzingis. And they're just – they're the hottest team in the SEC right now, and they just beat Bama. They split with them this year. And I think they'll probably beat Bama in the championship game as well. Again, that's great. And I was going to even say, too, because um, you got Alabama this year where, you know, got some really good talent. You know, you got some guys definitely going, in, going to the NBA, if not this year, the next. Right. Um, yeah. And 
Arkansas. I mean, they're one of those teams too. They really, they got a lot of TikTok followers for their their basketball page. I'll put it that way. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're killing it in terms of that. But no, and again with um, another blue blood kind of being, you know, I don't know how to even just describe Kentucky this year. Like they're a mess. Like they right are so like just so out of place. Like Calipari is, he looks like he's you know, the man looks like he wants to retire. Like you know, so. Um, Kentucky is definitely one of those teams where, cause what's their record this year? Like it's, it's terrible. I'm looking right now. They're, they're actually in a two point game with Ole Miss right now, with seven minutes to go Ooh. and say they lose that game. They'll be eight and 15 on the year. Oh, Kentucky. Gosh. Yeah. They're really, yeah. They're fighting against, you know, COVID definitely affecting that program this year. Um, also Rupp arena, not having fans. I mean, right. that atmosphere, uh, something I forgot to mention about Duke. I mean, Cameron Indoor and those, you know, those famous places, just not having that, those student sections really affecting those teams. But hey, we got, you know, we got another great conference we got to talk about, and that's the Big Ten. And right before this, everyone listening, me and me and Josh were kind of, you know, we were contemplating, you know, we got five conferences, like, you know, Big Ten's one of the bigger ones. And we actually ended up picking the Fighting Illini, maybe to actually win that, comp, that, win that tournament. You want to tell the viewers or the listeners, I should say, why we picked the, Pick the Illini tonight, Josh. Right. A lot of people will probably pick Michigan and going into tonight. That's definitely what I thought. But without Ayo Desumu, their best player, and some people argue the best player in that conference, him and Garza, they just beat in Michigan 76-53 at Michigan without their best player. So I don't see any other reason to believe against them. And I know they lost to Michigan State last week, but Michigan State's been beating everybody. So I think we're going to go with the Illini and with their, once they get to Sumo back, they could be national championship contenders as well. Oh, 100%. I agree with you. So, so heavily on that. Like you said, you mentioned two other great teams in the, in the big time right now. You got Michigan state. They're killing it. You got Tom Izzo coaching those guys up really well this time of year. You know, Tom Izzo knows how to coach those guys in March. Right. March don't bet against them in March. Yeah, exactly. You don't want those right. Spartans, the Spartans in March are insane. And then, like you said to Iowa with the Garza, you know, one of the nation's leading scorers, that man is a powerhouse in the paint. The man cannot be stopped. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, but no, you're right. Illinois at the moment, like I don't see them losing anytime soon, um, which leads me right into another great conference. We got a little bit next door, you know, Midwest-ish, I guess. And you got, got the big 12, but one guy I cannot, you know, he really cannot be untalked about is Kate Cunningham. That man is going to be supposedly he's protected to be the number one overall pick this year in the NBA draft. And, I don't see any teams not wanting to p- pick him because of just how just the raw talent, you know, the man's definitely NBA ready. So Oklahoma state without a chance. I mean, they, the way that they played against, you know, the big 12 is a conference where night in night out, you're going to be competing against some of the best teams in the country and Kate Cunningham, you know, competed against Kansas, Texas tech, West Virginia, like all these teams that are, you know, definitely going to be playing in March. You know, he handled them very well. So hundred percent see Oklahoma state going deep. Um, in this tournament, they're going to win the big 12 and hopefully go deep, you know, maybe elite eight, who knows, where do you see him? Where do you see him falling, Josh? I see him going probably elite eight, their final four potential for sure. They play Illinois later this night. Yeah. They play Baylor later this week. So that'll be a big test. Baylor got a big win today, but Kate Cunningham yesterday, they beat number 16, Oklahoma and Kate Cunningham didn't even score a bucket until the second half and they still won. So yeah, exactly. The rest of the I, team around him is very solid. And that's great to hear because that's even one aspect of the team I totally forgot because they're um, 
just being in the Big 12. It's just it really shows right. just how, you know, and like you said, like 16th rank Oklahoma playing 17th rank Oklahoma State, like, you know, just like that comp right. just really it just builds that resume even more for Oklahoma State in those cow, you know, they're gonna exactly. be good. Um, another weird conference, or I should say the weirdest conference of them all, the Pac-12, just because of you know. They have Colorado and them. I you know, don't want to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. But no, the great thing is um, the Pac-12, they got some great teams. Um, and one of those teams being UCLA, which obviously that is one blue blood this year that has actually performed to a degree. Um, Pac-12 is really open. UCLA is one of those great teams where, you know, as long as they got, you know, a few guys where they can rotate in and, it's one of those things too, Josh. I feel bad, even though I'm covering. I'm not too familiar with you, but like, who who are some of the good players they got? They've got um. Well, they've got Duarte from Oregon. He's like Peyton Pritchard kind of esque, and they've got um Evan Batty from Colorado, McKinley Wright from Colorado. Colorado is pretty stacked, but they are. I know. That's and then what there's they do. right Mobley and the Bagley brothers at mm. USC, and uh, what's his name in the and even. Arizona State was supposed to win the league preseason. Remy mm-hmm. Martin and Josh Christopher, obviously, five-star recruits. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arizona State wins the conference yeah. in the, well, the conference tournament because they're definitely the most talented. They just haven't performed for some reason. Yes. No. That one's wide open. Thank you. No, seriously, Pac-12 is one of those – yeah, you got, Arizona, you got Arizona State. I totally forgot, USC is absolutely balling this year. Right. USC, they are. they're finally clicking on all cylinders – um yeah Colorado hates me a minute yeah who just who um who was that one player you mentioned um uh, McKinley Wright they've yeah. got McKinley Wright East Conference he came back under yeah like yeah exactly got some talent you know Tad Boyle you know down in Boulder he's been doing you know obviously 10th year at the helm he's been doing well um because it's one of those things where it was definitely earlier in the season before you know CSU had unfortunately a bunch of their games got canceled because of COVID right. We were about neck and neck in terms of like they were projecting us to be even like above CU to, but no, Tad Boyle, the Pac-12, as much as I don't like watching that conference, there are some good teams. So, right. um, and yeah, one thing I want to point out with mm-hmm. the Pac-12, they only have one ranked team right now in the Pac-12. That's right. That's USC, home. correct? And that's uh, Colorado, actually. Oh, Colorado USC was, oh, wow. has been the one that's been ranked all year. Mm-hmm. Colorado is ranked this week, but. Oregon, UCLA, and USC are all like receiving votes. So they have a bunch of teams that'll be probably around the six or seven seed line. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see because like for a power five conference to like potentially right. like not even have like any top four or five seeds anywhere in the whole tournament. Exactly. That's pretty yeah, I did that just all clicked in my head. That's pretty remarkably that's perplexed. That's crazy. That's nuts. But that also leads us perfectly into our uh, next kind of subject we're talking about. So we got to dive into those mid-major conferences because those are the conferences that, you know, they're the bread and butter of the conf- of the uh, March Madness, you know, NCAA men's basketball tournament. You know, they're, you know that's they create that exciting moments. They create the pressure. They create all the excitement. And, um, Josh, you want to start out with the Big South and who you got for uh, that champion down there? Right. I've got in the Big South, I think that's definitely a conference to look at not for the actual strength of the conference, but it's got Winthrop in it, which is 21 and one this year. And what's interesting about them is they're a small conference school. The Big South usually gets 16 seeds in, but 
Winthrop's ranked 68 in the net ranking, 60 something in Ken Palm. So they actually perform to a tournament team that would actually get in on its own, regardless of the conference they're in. So they'll probably get around a 11, 12 seed and they're 21 and one. So they don't know how to lose. So they're going to be very dangerous in March. And I would not be surprised if they're one of these Cinderella Sweet 16 teams, like a Loyola Chicago type team. Oh yeah. No. And that's the thing. That's why I love um, those conferences where like, you know, the AP poll that it's like the, the teams that kind of slip through the cracks, obviously just because of how deep um, the field right. is in the, you know, for men's basketball. Um, so yeah, like Winthrop's one of those teams, you know, a lot of, a lot of eyes don't get put on them during the regular season, which honestly, in a way, I feel like it would be almost an advantage for those kind of, kind of programs because the pressure is just not on them. So yeah, like you said, I mean, like, a conference normally producing 16 seeds, like they're going to be produced, like Winthrop's going to be up there competing against, you know, probably, you know, say like a big 12 team like West Virginia or like Ohio state, right. you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an excited matchup for sure. But, um, and then you got, um, Josh, you got your, you got the Sun Belt, which is a conference you are very familiar with. So uh, who do you got in that one? Right. And I might be a little biased here, but <laughs> I'm going to go with the coastal Carolina, Shauna clears their this tournament will be the first time all season they've had the entire team healthy. So hopefully everybody's able to click together, but 15 and six tied for first in the East division. I think they're going to go three and on the tournament and make the tournament. And don't be surprised if you see the coastal Carolina Shauna clears as a 14 seed and they're upsetting a three seed from a power five school that's on a losing streak. So I might be biased, but I've been watching them all year and really the whole, whole league is deeper than people think so just don't be surprised if this whoever wins the Sun Belt pulls upset in the first round oh yeah no and Josh you 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 package that up perfectly again like another conference like I love the Sun Belt you know it's one conference I've watched for many years because uh University of Denver actually was in the Sun Belt for a little bit so I definitely it's like one of those things where it's there's lots of competition it's in you know all those schools in a great part of the country where you know those coaches are competing for recruits from power fives right. and, you know, and the sec and whatnot so yeah deep conference super exciting league um definitely going to make you know always producing those really exciting moments in march madness which i'm super pumped to see this year especially since we didn't have any last year um right so and uh yeah a player oh, no, 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 i wanted to give said. a shout out to from coastal carolina Devontae Jones, he's averaging 20 points a game this year. He's got the third most steals in the whole country. He's put up 30 points probably four or five times this year. He's a junior. He's a small guard. And if you get to watch him, he's definitely the only guards I think he that would outplay him in the tournament are DeSumo, and probably that's about it. I think he's one of the best guards in the country. He puts up the stats, and he's a dog. I'll tell you that. He's a dog. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it. I mean, I get that, too. I got it. Um... I got some guys I can't wait to talk about about uh, the Mountain West, but yeah, it's yeah. just I love that that mid-major grit that these guys got, and like you know, and especially now I just love how you know how easy it is for these guys to be noticed, especially for like a tournament like you know, of course like the NCAA tournament, and especially like I you know was just was just mentioning how just you know a year ago the absence of that platform being gone right. now, just people understanding how important it is and how like you know just how beneficial it can be to a young man's career and boosting his resume to be drafted, you know, a crazy random example would 100% be Steph Curry for that, you know, like right. without the, without the NCAA tournament, we would not have Steph Curry. We would not have one of the best NBA players to ever play the game. So 
Yes. No, thank you. I love that. I just, I love thinking about those guards, especially from, you know, that part of the country and, you know, in the, in the Sunbelt and whatnot. But um, it's also, which leads me into a great, um, another great conference, which is the American conference. And that is definitely one um, where you got, you got, I think, gosh, it's like a, I think the conference, I think it spreads over seven States. I'm pretty sure something, something brutal like that. Yeah. But, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of the, it's one of the large, it's kind of crazy how much it expands, but definitely um houston i feel like is going to be one of those teams that, that's coming out of there um and then you got i mean you got creighton too i always forget creighton's in that conference and creighton in this year has definitely been one of those creighton is um creighton's in the big east right oh my bad my bad <laughs> no, you forget that viewers don't listen don't listen to me creighton's in the big east <laughs> don't, don't listen to me but no so like you said uh gosh who, what other teams am i am i not thinking of josh you got wichita state houston that, yes. memphis Memphis too, yeah. East Carolina, Cincy, yeah. Exactly. So with all those great teams, you know, like Houston being because Wichita State upset Houston recently, correct? That happened. I'm pretty sure because Houston, Houston had a right, and they're actually in first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those. They've got that head-to-head tiebreaker against them. Yeah, and that's what it was. I mean, Houston, Houston's one of those teams too. They got. you know, being and thankfully being one of those teams where, you know, being in the American, they still got a lot. They got a lot of eyes on them. They've had a really impressive right. conference schedule this year that really boosted their resume. Um, they've gotten a lot of games in also that's helped a lot. So I just feel like their experience, just like, you know, down the line is just going to be really helpful in the conference tournament. But as well as, um, you know, once they get into the tournament, the, the big the big dance, what we'll like to call it. But yeah, let's um Josh, who you got in the Big East? Big East, I've got I've got UConn actually. Nice. Yeah, because I've been I haven't watched too much of the Big East this year, honestly. But who who does UConn have like what's their what's the X factor for UConn winning the Big East this year? James Booknight. He's their best player. I he's probably gonna win, or at least is my pick to win conference player of the year. He was hurt most of the not most of the season, but like a quarter of it, so that might hurt his chances, but he averages like 20 points a game, eight assists, five boards. He can score from anywhere. He's ridiculous. And they're just a lot better with him. And they're even without him, they're still nine and six in the conference. They're in third place. So, and they beat Villanova and they beat Creighton. So wow. they can beat the top teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win the tournament. But another team to look out for also is St. John's, who's like the seventh seed in that conference. But that's again another conference that's super wide open. I mean, Butler just beat Villanova on Saturday. So anybody can beat anybody, but I got UConn. Great, Josh. Thank you for that breakdown. That was great. Because that's one that's one conference I always forget about, all the dark horses that come out of there. Right. I mean, like St. John's, um, you know, they're great storied program. Yeah, you got Creighton. You got Villanova. I mean, but like you said, Seton I just love Hall's how you – there. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they got, they got right. a lot. And they um, – I mean, it's just one of those things like I, you know, that resume is one of those things where like you always forget about like, you know, UConn's that one team, like, you know, all they need is a, t- all they need is a seed in the tournament to get to the final four. That's all they need. So especially with like, you know, them knowing their potential and beating two teams that are going to be, you know, like in Villanova and exactly. crazy. So, I mean, that all they need is some, all UConn need is some momentum and we know the kind of damage, you know, let's put it this way. They can be a major bracket buster this year. 
know, exactly. all, all the points you just made. Very I mean, intriguing. I, I almost want to throw that. I almost want to make them my Cinderella this season because like they're that. That's right. some, I don't even know. That's some crazy good. Um, that's one of those teams that can beat gets like an eight seed wins that game and then beats the one seed. And then all of a sudden that whole side of your bracket is killed. Well, that's yeah. Cause that's one thing too, where if I'm going to put money or do any sort of like, that would just be like, right. If UConn, yeah, well, I'll have to look into that one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a that's a nice one, Joshua. Hey, but thankfully, you know, we got the Mountain West this year for me at least. It's not it's not as hard to talk about because my CSU Rams are actually doing well this year, and <laughs> only because of a little bit of a conflict of interest, I'm going to go with my CSU Rams, only because of how well they're doing, but also because the Mountain West this year is just kind of being it's very weird just because of the amount of programs that are being affected by COVID, and right. San Diego State, like we beat, we had their uh, Colorado State had the biggest comeback in program history. They were down by 23 to San Diego State, and they came all the way back on January 2nd. Um, Tanja hit the three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw yes, that, sir. I did, great, yeah. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, and he, um, he's awesome too. He's he's one of that. He's with that core of sophomore guards this right. year. Super clutch this year for the Rams and Coach Medved, and it's been great and. One guy I've been giving tons of love to recently is definitely my boy David Roddy, who I want to give a five. I've, I've seen you that. Yeah. yeah, he's lit. Yeah, he's I did a bucket. That. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. He's you know former Minnesota uh, high school player of the year. Um, you know from Indianapolis, the man's just a. He's just a. Oh, I can't believe the man's only a sophomore. Let's put it that way. I'm just so excited. Right. I get to watch him for at least another hopefully two years if he doesn't leave before then. Um, but yeah, just the Rams—they got it all. You know, they got the—they got the older—you got—they got the older leadership in the team. They got Thistlewood and um, Adam Thistlewood and Kendall Moore at the guard positions. You know, really holding the team down. Kendall Moore is not that scorer, but he's like—I really like you know, just kind of like as an NBA comparison. I really like he's just like kind of like a Rajon Rondo type, where like he's just going to get all the fun. He's going to get all the assists. He's going to pass the ball. You know, he's just moving the rock around the around the court really well. Which in a which in a tur- or sorry excuse me in a conference tournament like the Mountain West where there's going to be no fans and they're going to you know and CSU being one of those conference contenders they're going to have all the time in the world just to pass that ball around. Kendall Moore's going to control the clock. They're going to have that good half court offense they've been playing all year long. I'm just super pumped up. It's just going to be as you can tell, um, Josh. I'm very excited to watch them play <laughs> in the in the conference tournament. They're going to be killing it. Um, but yeah, like I said, David Roddy, the man's averaging 16.4 points a game, nine rebounds, almost a double, double, like the guy is going absolutely crazy. You guys, um, you guys got Isaiah Stevens, right? He's and there. Stevens too. I keep, He's, I, yeah, you guys have some ballers. I'm telling you that. Yeah. And, and like I said, for, um, and for a tournament too, like, or sorry for a conference like the mountain West, you know, I'm, it's, it's pumped for, for me to hear you. Cause I mean, it's just, it's weird. Um, Josh, how it's like, you know, like I said, CSU, they got three, it was New Mexico, Nevada, and – or no, no, so they got five games canceled. But it's like they've only lost four games this season. They're 15 and – they're yeah. 16 and four right now. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. The only the only ter- the only only team I could see them losing to is maybe San Diego State in the semifinals if we play them. But mm-hmm. they're projected to be a 10 seed too in the um, – in the I think the South – in the – yeah, they're either – it's going to be fun to watch them play. But, yeah, like I said, and- all, all you need is a seed in the tournament. Right. And San Diego State's ranked 19th in the poll, too. Yeah. So that's another scenario where they're the AP poll is giving them a lot more respect than the brackets right now. Oh, yeah. And it's just nice. like a 19 ranking would be like a five seed. 
Oh yeah, and San Diego State, they're going to be they're that good. And thankfully, yeah, because that because against um, we were three and one against quad one teams this year, which is with yes. San Diego State and oh god, I'm blanking so hard on who else is. Uh, I'm blanking it out right now. Utah State one. It's Utah. So there's oh, I am totally blanking on it. But yes, That's CSU is three and one against quad one this year, which is which is great. So that's a good resume builder. And like you said, too, I didn't even realize San Diego State was ranked 19th. And yeah, they're them. so we should be ranked right now, Josh. I'm pissed. That's that's what I, I, that's I all I gotta agree. say. <laughs> Looking at but, it, but and, hey, let's do um moving on. I would love to talk about CSU as much as possible, but one thing I want to say teams. about CSU though, real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, just to show um how like much of a team it is. So after John Tanja hit that buzzer beater three or right after they had that big comeback, I reached out to him and I was like, yo, do you want to come on for an interview? That was pretty big. And pretty much immediately he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I want to give the glory to my teammates for helping us come back. And he goes, and I'm not the type to do an interview when he said, we got to focus on beating them again tomorrow. So Damn, dude, that just shows how lit. focused they are. That is sick. Well, dude, even too, you had to build on that. I've, I posted on my Red Cup page today, a video of Kendall Moore and Thistlewood, literally after blowing out Air Force by 30 last night, getting in reps after the game, which I was just like, right. like that's like they're focused. Yeah, they're like they're focused. like hung because especially I just feel like after that three week layoff, not having any games, like they really, um, they're hungry. Let's put it that way. Exactly. They, they're looking for some. They're looking for some dubs, and they they're getting them. They're playing. They're playing three times in the next six days. So okay, yeah. They gotta. They're making up yeah. some games. But um, but yeah, hey Josh, let's let you know, love them Rammies, but hey, let's uh, let's do it. But hey, let's um, who do you right, got right, the right. You got in, you got in conference USA. I got um, I actually got UAB over nice. Western Kentucky. Nice, nice, nice. Who will just go? Just go. Let's 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 pick apart uh, UAB real quick. They're they've got some good wins there. I think they're in the seventies in the net, and Western Kentucky is probably going to be a lot of people's pick just because of they've got Bassey and. They performed really well early in the year, but they've had some struggles. And I just think UAB is a little bit more of a overall better team. And let's see, they've got there's 13 and seven overall, actually 19 and six overall. And they've just been more consistent and they haven't gone on any huge losing streaks. So I think that probably translates better to a tournament than a team like Western Kentucky. Yes. No, I completely agree. Um, it's one of those things where another conference like Conference USA, where you got it's like people forget, um, it's how deep. many teams are competing in the in Conference USA. It's like, right, is it for just how deep it can be? It can really be a resume booster, but I just want to, it's one of those uh conferences this year where you know you got you got Louisiana Tech, I mean, you got mm-hmm. you know, Ultimate, you got you got some teams that like North are, Texas is there. Yeah, you got you got some decent, you know, guys that are going to be boosting your RPI and your, your quad, your quad one, what quad two, whatever, going to be boosting that. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things. It definitely. Um, I wish I watched Commerce USA more. It's just one of those things where, um, right. You know, I wish I wish I had you know the time and you know all that. Thankfully, <laughs> but Josh, we got you. That's why we got you on right, the, right, on right the, on the program tonight. So we're we're bulling, but hey. We um the thing that's great and you know about 
you know, not knowing jack shit about what's going on. Um, you got the uh, Cinderella teams that make you want to realize, okay, I probably should have been watching more this year. Um, right. Now my bracket's busted because um, <laughs> I guess that's probably going to be me. Um, but uh, Josh, to pick your brain even more tonight and to hear you spill some hot, hot takes, who do you got as your two Cinderella's maybe this year? Like maybe, maybe one, maybe two. Who do you got? All right, so I'll give you two Cinderella's. First is UNCG. They're in the SoCon. They already locked up the SoCon regular season. And those guys, I've been following those guys for a while just because they're such a fun basketball team to watch. And Isaiah Miller, he's won Defensive Player of the Year back-to-back years. He was Conference Player of the Year last year. He's going to win it again this year. And he entered the NBA draft last year and was probably going to go late second round or if not, he'd be picked up. But he came back because his freshman year, they made the tournament as a 13th seed and they lost to Gonzaga by like three points. And he's been trying to get back to the tournament since then. They ended up as a one seed in the NIT a couple of years ago, just missed it. And the reason he came back is because he wants to go to the tournament and make some noise. So that's a man on a mission. He averages over 20 points a game, almost a triple-double threat every night. And they're just a really fun team to watch. So I hope, I pray they win the SOCON tournament just so that everyone else gets to watch them on a national level and realize how fun just they are to watch. And he's a special player. Great. Oh, yeah. What's your second one, Josh? And then the second one, it's got to be Drake. They lost Tank Hemphill. He was there. He's going to win Newcomer of the Year for the conference. I actually think they already announced that. They beat Loyola Chicago the other day. And he's going to be back for the tournament, March Madness. So as long as the selection committee gives him a chance and gets him in, they're probably, I think they're last four in right now. But if they win the conference tournament, they'll be in. They can beat anybody. And they're also a very fun team to watch, high scoring, but they also play defense. So as we've seen, Virginia won the last chip and defense wins championships. So I could see them making a Sweet 16, even maybe a Elite Eight run if they get Tank Hemphill back. So yeah, Drake and UNCG. I was going to say, yeah, because um, who is that injured player you just mentioned for Drake? His name is uh, Shanquan Hemphill, but they call him Tank. Yeah, no, because I was going to say, because I would say their coach – Yesterday was saying how um, he's still questionable, correct? Yeah, he's day-to-day, and they don't really know when they'll get him back, but he'll mm-hmm. definitely be back for the NCAA tournament at the very latest. And I'll put it that way, um, Josh. I'm really glad you brought him up because um, I was going to try to throw that in there and see if you knew, but you got it. That's going to be a crucial – like, at least for me, picking Drake, like, in my bracket. Yes. Like, that's going to be – like, like because one player like that who, for a mid-major – against like a Texas Tech or Ohio State exactly. or Iowa even like you know a team that you need to score probably 80 points to beat yeah. um Drake could or sorry that you know Tank can be that guy for Drake um that's also I, Drake's one of those programs too um that's where uh coach Medved coached before he came to CSU so he's just okay he's, yeah has some ties there which I love but no Drake's a great program they have a great soccer team too um just randomly but uh, yeah. Anyway, so for for mine, I got for, I got for you, Josh. I got. I know I, I know we love to talk about them. We've been talking about a lot, but we got we got the Colorado State Rams again. Um, I really think they're built and engineered, and they got that. You know, they got enough experience to a point where at least this year they've had 
you know, with no crowd in Moby and pretty much, you know, no crowd anywhere they went, they had a lot of time to mature and grow. Like that sophomore core really had time to like understand their potential and how they could work together. And especially David Roddy being one of those guys who right. really match up. Well, he is a matchup nightmare for big, like for any power five school that would roll across CSU. Like any, any, you know, arrogant coach who obviously I'm not trying to call any school out, you know, for sure. But, you know, just how some coaches can, or some programs can overlook some smaller ones. I feel like CSU can be really overlooked just because of like, unfortunately their schedule being disrupted that can almost be a secret sort of advantage to them. I feel like just because of the lack of time and I guess coaches have had to see them, but I see them at least CSU. I feel like they could, I, if they get two wins, that would be huge. Like that would be a huge, huge milestone for the program. They haven't been in the sweet 16 in forever. It's been, I think since like, it'd probably be, you know, over half a century since they've been past this round of 32. So, um, but also another great um, school located, you know, mainly, you know, in the neck of the woods, Colorado, at least a little bit. The team that I've gotten to watch a lot is definitely Houston. And Houston's just one team being, you know, they've been ranked highly this season. So not a huge surprise in terms of like a Cinderella, like, you know, your traditional Cinderella, but just for being overlooked as sort of being not a power five. They definitely have all the tools, you know, they're athletic. They got a deep core. They can spread the ball. They can spread the, you know, the ball a lot. They can shoot. They can score a lot. You know, they've, and thankfully they've been a program this season where they've gotten a lot of really good games in their resume is really solid. Um, I don't really see Houston having too many issues against bigger teams. Like, you know, like an ACC, like, you know, like a, say a UNC, maybe even if, you know, say Houston's ranked or has a higher seed or whatnot, um, Houston's a very interesting case this year. They could go out early or they could, you know, make it to right. the final four and, you know, upset some teams. But speaking of final four, actually, that segues perfectly into what we're about to talk to you next. But um, you got, you got anything um, I should say, Josh, do you got anything to add on about Houston? Nah, I think Houston, like you said, if they see, they're going to get to see a power five school early because mm. they'll probably be a four seed, three seed. Yeah. And a team UNC, if they get in, they might be a 10 seed or if like Syracuse gets in. So they're going to be a lot of people that haven't been watching this season mm. will probably pick against Houston, even though they're looking at the season like, well, I know UNC, but I've never heard of Houston. But this is the best team they've had since Faisalim Majama, which was before I was even born. So. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because I was like, right. yeah, I remember like beginning of the season, like when Houston was like in the polls and like they were doing well. I was like, yeah, it's been a while. Exactly. But they're a really good team and they lost Caleb Mills, which was probably a conference player of the year candidate. And he was their sixth man, which was weird because a lot of your best player doesn't usually come off the bench, but that's how he fit in best with them. And mm -hmm. they lost him. He transferred and they've even they've been even arguably even better without him. So it's a team that believes in the system and they're completely bought in. So, oh, yeah, it's hard to pick against them. That's all it takes. Yeah. And that's what, and for, you know, everyone who's listening and they're questioning like, Oh, like what, you know, is Houston a pick? Like I'll, I'm going to pick them. I, I really like them. I, I think Josh likes them. They got, right. like I said, yeah, them being a higher seed is kind of like a, almost like a, it's like a weird advantage, disadvantage type situation. Right. Um, yeah. I can't wait to watch them, but I, uh, anyway, yeah. So final four, um, we got, you know, that's definitely something where the final four, I mean, having the whole tournament be in Indiana, um, 
you know, in years past, obviously the final four being in, you know, big, large football stadiums, you know, having, you know, the atmosphere being much right. different than like a sweet 16 or around a 32. So like that. So I guess that sort of atmosphere of having, I mean, I think, what is it? 25% capacity. Yeah. So there'll still be fans. Um, but not nearly as many as in previous years. So how, like, I guess before we dive in, um, Josh, into who, what teams, how do you think just like the lack of fans is going to affect the final four atmosphere this year? I think that it's going to play better for underdogs probably because if you've got these one seeds, these two seeds, their fan bases travel for that because they know their team has a good chance of winning and you want to see your team win. And they go out in large packs of support. Usually like a one versus eight game in the second round, it's usually 80 or 90% fans of the one seed and having it like this, each team's going to get their certain amount of tickets and it'll probably be around 50, 50. So it's going to be a lot more even support. And I really think that favors the lower seeds this year. Oh, I cannot agree more. And I feel like that's just in general. Um, like, I feel like one of the biggest, especially with college basketball, is just that atmosphere that the students create. It can just be really crucial. Right. And like, would would Duke be 500 right now if they had fans at Cameron? I don't yeah, think so. Exactly. And, but especially just with like, because I just feel like in general, like just a stage, like, and the NCAA tournament, like you just know the amount of pressure that's involved. Right. And just th having that, just no fan, like, like obviously fans, but just like the limited amount. It's just like, you know, when instead of like, you know, when your team's in the, you know, when you're out of the bonus and you're down by two and you need the ball back after, a, you know, uh, after you're, you need a missed free throw to get the ball back, right? You're not right. going to have all these crazy fans screaming at you, trying to mess you exactly. up. Exactly you know, not being able to hear the whistle, you know, like there's like all these different things. Exactly. But who do you think, Josh, who do you think is going to be in this final four in, in, in Indianapolis this year? Right now I got Gonzaga. Obviously they haven't lost yet. I don't see them losing anytime soon. And then I got the second team I've got is Texas. I really like Texas of people you talk to. I'm probably one of the most high on Texas. Don't know why they got really good experienced guards Andrew Jones finally able to play after beating leukemia. He's averaging like 13 a game. So they've got three really good guards mixed with a center that's experienced and then a five-star freshman at power forward. So of all the teams, I think they're built the best, at least experience wise and just the composition on paper. And they have some good wins. They beat Kansas by 25 at Kansas. I have them in the final four. Next team, I've got Baylor. They picked up a really good win against West Virginia today in overtime. They were off that, that three-week COVID break, but they took a loss to Kansas, and now they're back. And I don't think they're going to stumble anytime soon, except maybe in the Big 12 tournament. But if anything, that would serve as like a get-right wake-up call for them. I've got them in the Final Four. And then the last team may be a little biased because I watch them a lot. Virginia, I think Tony Bennett's going to get them right. A lot of those guys have stayed because they want to, they're still the defending champions right now. So I think Tony Bennett's going to get them right. They have better offense than points per game wise than the team that won the national championship. So I really think that they're going to get right. And I've got them as the last final four team. That is a very solid final four, Josh, I'll say, because you got, you know, 
all these teams, impressive resumes, you know, well-rounded rosters. And I should even say this too, out of all those teams um, that I would definitely like to see the most, it's definitely Texas as well. I'm with you. A lot of, you know, Texas not being talked well enough. They're being shunned a little bit and, you know, the polls and whatnot, seating. But Shaka Smart, people forget, Shaka Smart right. took a VCU team to the Final Four. Exactly. And finally, finally, the man has got a, he's got his recruits in place. He's got the power five, just, you know, just everything. The man's got his support. He knows what you're now too. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. He Shaka is going to do it. He's going to make, he's going to make them Longhorn fans very happy. Let's put it that way. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, it's just great. I can't wait. One, one team, the only team that me and Josh agreed on that would make the final four was Gonzaga. Cause that's a gimme. Um, right. The West Coast Conference, you know, they're they've been terrorizing it. You know, Gonzaga's, you know, it's one of those teams where, you know, for years and years. I mean, Josh, I don't know if you know the exact number, but isn't it like what, 16, 17, 18 years straight they've been in the tournament? Yeah, I think it's like 17 or it might be 19. I'm pretty sure it's. 19. Yeah, it's in that that rough. Right. Number range. Yeah. Um, and this year they finally scheduled dogs and non-conference schedule they have wins over like four top 10 teams the what wcc isn't the greatest but they they are battle tested early yes and that you thank you for bringing that up there and they finally um scheduled those uh, resume building wins and they they executed down the stretch which was crucial um which is great and that's also because it'd be really fun to see them play a team like Illinois, for example, for not coming out of the big town. That's one of my other big, one of my other big uh, final four predictions, Illinois, like we were mentioning earlier, we're taking me and Josh are taking them to uh, be the big 10 champions as well. Um, I just think Illinois at the moment, they're just killing it. They got some really impressive wins. They got, you know, being in a tournament or sorry, excuse me, being in a conference like the big 10, it can be really challenging. It can be really, you know, the entire, um season that the Illini have been playing it's just been you know down the stretch it's tough they got teams like Ohio State to be compete against they got Michigan who they beat by 30 you know especially in a top five 30 match. tonight right yeah exactly Michigan's ranked second in the country and they just beat them by 30 exactly so why it's one of those things where like you know they're they're getting hot at the right times you know they got guys like Curbelo being named Big Ten Freshman of the Week. You know, they got guys, you know, they got they got guys from top to bottom in their bench. You know, they got the guard, they got the good guard play, they got super athletic centers that can run the floor. Right. Um, it just it just really really blows my mind, like how Illinois they can really make an impact this year, especially coming out of a you know, one of those teams where last year, you know, you would never even consider them to be, you know, up there, but they're there this year. Um, another one we got at least I got, excuse me, I got Texas Tech. Um, they got a lot of good, you know, Texas Tech being in the Big 12 again, you know, they got to compete against guys like Kate Cunningham. There's teams like Texas, Baylor, you know, really well-coached teams in the Big 12 that they're playing against, you know, night in and night out. Texas Tech, they got really impressive wins. They beat, you know, they beat in Texas. They only lost to um, Kate Cunningham in Oklahoma State by five or it was, it was below, it was within 10. It was definitely, you know, it was a close game. Um, only lost to Virginia, West Virginia by, by, uh, you know, a score. They only lost by, I mean, 11, give or right. take you know, what you want to say. That's a bigger, you know, but against a 14th ranked team. Um, I'm just really impressed by the Red Raiders this season. 
they've had in the last few years. They've had a lot of really good success in the tournament. Um, so definitely taking Texas Tech. And kind of a weird, random, I don't know if you would want to listen to me in this, you know, if you want to take <laughs> me up on it and throw them on your bracket in the Final Four. But I think Alabama this year actually might have it. Um, just because with, you know, the SEC, you know, Kentucky and other teams just not being as competitive, I feel like Alabama had a lot of time to mature and grow as a, as a core this year. Um, Alabama, you know, and this, you know, they beat, you know, these, they've been blowing teams out, like teams like even Auburn, who was Auburn, it was two years ago they were in the, in the Final Four, right? The last time. Yeah, they played Virginia, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Auburn, you know, being a team or, of course, you know, they've been going through a lot of, you know, just a lot of stuff off the right. court. Um, but it just shows like, you know, for a, t- for a program that was just in the final four a couple of years ago, you know, there are manhandling teams in the SEC, like Kentucky, Auburn, you know, been, been, been beating that horse all night. The SEC has been wide open and I feel like Alabama will be taking advantage of that come March. And it's going to be great to see and great to watch. Um, well, Josh, damn, we have been, we've been chatting for a while now. Um, right. I feel like we got these people very excited about um, March Madness. I'm freaking excited. Um, I guess to kind of close it out, Josh, uh, what is your, I guess to kind of make it fun, make it easy. What are your, uh, what's your kind of your favorite, like, what do you always like to do during March Madness? Like, what's like your favorite, what's your favorite, or sorry, one random I'm kind of being all over the place right now. It's the end of the podcast, people. You know, we, we've been talking for a while. You can understand. Right. Um, what's one of your just random fun things about March Madness you like, Josh? Let's let's hear. It. Let's close things out on a good note. Well, so this year is the first year I'll be um, away from home doing it. But usually me and my dad would have literally four TVs up. And I know I'll be doing that with my roommates. We, we have my TV in here. We're going to move out of the hallway. We got a projector. We're going to have all the games on, and I've kind of had an influence on them before. None of them really watched college basketball before me, but I live and breathe it. So I've got college basketball super fans, and it's going to be fun. We're going to have every game on, and I think that that first Thursday of March Madness and, hell, even the Friday, I think it should be a national holiday. Just want to say Yes. No, that's a great point. Absolutely. No, Josh, and and please, and um, for everyone, like, you know, uh that's just tell everyone you know follow red cup college basketball for all your you know especially this time of year um i know josh is going to be grinding he's me watching every right. game so if there is one place to get all of your news i i know for a fact at least for um the csu fans and other people around the country that are maybe interested in the program you know i'm going to be covering them a lot um so yes i cannot wait josh for all that content that's going to be coming out for on your end i'm super pumped um I guess for me too, just kind of a little thing. I'm I'm really excited. I was super super bummed out last year because CSU was actually really pushing yes, in, in the tournament last year, and they got snubbed. Um, they kind of underperformed in the conference tournament, but that's just kind of my biggest thing. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I got my 65 inch TV in my living room. I can't wait to hopefully watch you know them Rams play. Um, you know a really great you know Power Five team. Um, maybe even Colorado. They've been projected in the same region in a couple. From that like would be Army. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Right. Because there was no, um, you know, CU and CSU. That's been actually a really big conversation on Twitter um, about you know how people are really bummed out how they didn't get to see CU and C- CU and CSU compete this season. Right. 
So hopefully fingers crossed that happens um, that, you know, but also to just in general, I'm really hoping for a deep CSU basketball run. The school could really use it. Um, a lot of people really don't think CSU is a, a sports school, even though it's one of the, it's probably one of the biggest sleeping giants in the whole West coast. Um, but anyway, me and Josh are going to shut up now. Um, right. And one thing I want to add real quick, <laughs> just ahead, on top of that, your school, I go to Coastal, Coastal mm. Carolina. So we had the big football season. Yes. We're ranked yes. in baseball. Exactly. So what else do we need? We need to go to March Madness. We haven't been in a couple. Last time we went, we played UVA. They actually, Coastal Carolina was almost the first 16 to beat a one. They held the lead until seven minutes left, but that would be huge for us. I'm going to be watching the Sunbelt tourney and all I'm saying is if they if Coastal gets a 16 seed on selection Sunday, I'm picking them to be the one. I don't care. So my bracket may be busted, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully Coastal can make it. Hey man, it's one of those things I totally forgot. Like Coastal, you guys won the national championship in baseball a couple years ago. Right. right? Yes, yeah. sir. And then football, you guys were, you know, ranked what like like 10th at one point? Yeah, we got up to nine this year. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So all they dude, all you guys need is a little you need a first you need right, a exactly. Yeah, that's all you need. Right, just beat a one seed like that. Yeah, no, seriously, because I'm like, all right, <laughs> like it's coastal. You know, we got, we got, we got these teams. We, you know, we're we're gonna be cheering them on. You know, we got, we got our schools. For everyone right, out we there, just go to small schools is yes. great. Yeah, for it's everyone that's well. listening, yes, for everyone listening in a mid major right now. I hope your school makes wins the conference tournament, gets that Cinderella run. Damn right. Um, you know, and those Power Five schools, you know, all those guys, you know, those teams, you know, push for that natty, get that. All those, but for all the students too, you know, that have been, haven't been able to see games, you know, get rowdy for March Madness. I know I'm going to be. Um, all right, well, hey Josh, we can talk, we can be ranting about this all night, but we can talk all night. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, have a good rest of your day. If you're listening to this in the morning, have a good night. If you're going to sleep. Josh, have a good. We'll be we'll be chatting more. We should do. Oh, for sure. We should be. Do, we'll we'll do some like we'll do some live stream or we'll do some we'll or do some IG live, live or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do something. But hey, till then, everybody, um, have a good one. And Red Cup News Rants is gonna be coming back. Any you know sometime soon. A- Amy and Chen will come back and hopefully they're listening right now and they're laughing about that because they're missing out big time. So all right, guys. <laughs> Red Cup News Red Cup News Rants out. We're done. All right.